Hello, it's Lee Salisbury here. It's been ages since I brought you a new episode of Soap from the Box. I can only apologise. It's been since Christmas when I talked to Danny Minogue that I was last with you. But with Emmerdale celebrating 50 years, which is just incredible, I'm back with a brand new series, Series 3. And we are kicking off with John Middleton, who played Ashley in Emmerdale for so many years and was part of some of the biggest stories I directed on the show. I will leave you to listen. We will be back very soon with some more Emmerdale specials, Neighbours, Home and Away, EastEnders, Coronation Street and Hollyoaks. Enjoy. My guest today is a master of soap. He knocked down and killed Lisa Duckworth as John Hargreaves in Coronation Street, as well as playing a hospital consultant on the cobbles when Deirdre Barlow's late husband, Samir, was beaten up and killed. He then moved across the Pennines to Emmerdale, playing PC Jarvis at the time of the post office raid in 1994, before landing the role that would make him loved by millions as the caring and sympathetic Reverend Ashley Thomas, a role he played for more than 20 years. It won him not only the hearts of the nation, but also an accolade of awards. I was fortunate to direct so many actually huge episodes with him, one in particular that will remain a highlight of my career forever, the brilliant John Middleton. Hi, John. Hello, thank you very much for that very flattering introduction. Oh, it's, I didn't actually realise how much soap you'd done. I didn't realise you were... I, re- I knew you were in Coronation Street, but I didn't realise you had played such kind of pivotal roles, actually. Oh, well, I've, I've done them all. Well, I did Brookside as well. Oh, did you twice. do Brookside? Wow. Yes, I did Brookside twice. Yeah. Um, I, the, the Body Under the Patio murder case. Oh, wow. I was on the jury of that. I was described as the yuppie from hell. I just wanted to say Because <laughs> I had other things to do. Come on, let's get on with this. And that was a groundbreaking soap, wasn't it, in a time? Brookside. I mean, oh, that really... Brookside was, yeah. I mean, it, 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 it was. It truly was. And it had some great actors in it and great writing. Uh, and it launched so many... Um, careers really, uh, both of, of writers and uh, and actors, you know, Jimmy McGovern and people like that. Yeah, yeah. So um, it was, yeah, it, it was. Uh, it, it well, if you think it launched Channel Four, it did launch Channel Four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but then Corrie, when you joined Corrie, I mean, the thing about Corrie is, as we know, it is so prolific. I mean, everyone that's been in it. I mean, Sue Johnson, who's on the podcast. Has been in Corrie recently, but did it back in the day as well. And she even said, you know, you just, it's just one of those. It is the soap that you join, and it's. So steeped in history, isn't it? Oh, when God, you yeah, first yeah, walk yeah. on the cobbles, it's yeah, yeah. a moment, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it, I, I can remember it from the first times I've watched television. Yeah, I grew up until the age of uh, 13 in Warrington. Uh, then we moved to Newcastle. But those, those are my first memories of television. Because the only people we knew who had a television were my gran and granddad. And I'd often go there after school from a tea, because uh, mum and dad were working. Uh, and so I'd walk from St Benedict's in Warrington down Orford Lane, and watch the telly. And if I stayed a little bit later, which often happened, I'd watch Coronation Street. Uh, I think it was only on once a week. Or yeah, that's when the, back in the days, I remember yeah. Eileen, who played Emily Bishop, told me when they used to have a week of rehearsals. Yeah. It was inside, it was inside the street at first, so they yeah, had yeah. to pretend to step up onto the pavement and stuff. But mm. yeah, producers' runs and everything. Yes. Yeah, so, so, I mean, it is uh, you know, my first memories of television, watching television, let alone um, being in it. And I was incredibly nervous um, when I walked over and killed Lisa Duckworth. I mean, it was a big moment. Yeah. Um, and I was out on the location, on, on the street. Not not location, but it's... You know, and in a car, which makes it worse, because yeah, yeah, cars yeah. are notoriously awful. It was, it was uh, late at night. Um, I, could, I was aware that all these people I'd grown up watching... Um, 
were wanting to get home because it was it was winter. I think it was something like November or something, late November, and it was raining. Uh, and they just wanted to get this take done and dusted. And uh, anyway, I, I cracked it because <laughs> I was so nervous. I'd, I'd, I'd not only learnt my lines, I think I'd learnt uh, everyone yeah. as well. Um, and we did it in about, about one or two takes, so, which was good. Uh, so um, I, I was in good stead with them, uh, you know, right from the outset. Um, and it was uh, it was a great experience uh, because there was only two episodes um, with me and uh, Des Barnes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's the actor's name? Oh, Philip Middlemas. Yeah, uh, Phil. Philip Middle. Was it Phil? Yeah, I think, I think it's so. Phil. Yeah. Uh, check this. Check this. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll check. Yeah. Uh, uh, but sure anyway, uh, there were um, obviously I'd, I'd killed his girlfriend, so there were there were emotional scenes. Put it that way. Did you have as well, Liz and uh, Bill? Did I? Yes. Yeah. I think I did. Yes, I did. Um, and uh, it got me noticed by a number of casting directors. Um, because so many casting directors have worked on Coronation Street in yeah. the first place, and they're very loyal to it. They keep watching it. And there's a lot of actually cast of all the soaps that have appeared in other soaps beforehand, and yeah. then people have seen them and brought them in for other roles. Well, yeah, and it's and so it was a great showcase. And from then on, um, I got lots of telework, um, mainly for Granada, as it was at the time, um, uh, and uh, and then other things, you know, uh, YTV, as it was at the time. And things like that. So it, it it gave me a good body of work to move from. Because the more you work in television, the more you work in television. And I think it must be quite nice in a way as well, because certain people have joined, say, when Amanda Donahoe joined Emmerdale yeah. from Hollywood. You know, what a shake up to your life when you join a soap. I mean, because she yeah. couldn't believe it, um, how fast it was. I suppose once you, it's quite nice that you, before taking a main role, you've already had that experience of kind of life on set, seeing yeah, it yeah. through the eyes when you, the pressure's not quite so much on it. Exactly, suppose. exactly. And I, I was incredibly naive as well to what, what happened on a set. You know, when you know, people start to say, talking about crossing the line, you think, what line? Which yeah. line where? You yeah, know, yeah, no, like yeah. Um, the other good thing was as well is that I also at the time was doing a lot of training videos. And if you do those, it's a very, very relaxed atmosphere. You're working with a camera operator, a boom swinger and a director. That is it, more yeah. or less. That's it. So you do have time to say, look, um, this line you were talking about, what exactly do you mean? And so you learn um, how it all works. Works, yeah, yeah. Um, because you're free to, to be able to ask. You don't have that time when you're working on a soap or something like that. It's, it's you know, you, you've got to get it done. But uh, in with a situation like that, it was great. I remember as, as a chap called John. I know you'll have worked with him as a steady John camera, Oh uh, no, steady cam operator. Oh John, John, I can't remember. Oh yeah, oh I know because we've used him on Emmerdale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I know who you mean. Oh. And uh, I remember working with him and saying, "This steady cam rig is it heavy?" He's hang on, put it, put on. it on. And 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 actually trying to work the thing and realizing how difficult it is and the amount of skill that it requires. But just basic experiences like that were yeah. great. Yeah, I think you learn so much from the crew, don't you? Especially oh, when yeah. I joined. Um, but then obviously you stepped across the Pennines to yeah. Emmerdale, having a little role as PC Jarvis. And the, what I was going to ask about that, because that was a post of his radio, I'm guessing that was with some of the cars that then were still there when you went back as Ashley, because was Viv, was Dina there? For, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. In fact, when I got the part as um, Ashley, Ashley Thomas, uh, when I went up for it, rather, I, mean, I didn't think I was going to get it because I said to my agent, it's only a year and a half since I did this other character. I mean, you know, surely people remember me from, from that and think, well, what's the bit? This police officer now become yeah. a vicar for. <laughs> but anyway, I got it. Uh, I was quite surprised, but uh, yeah, I think it was only about a, 
at the very most two years before. Well, we know so so forgiving. Actually, the audience do. I suppose those little roles at the time are massive for the actors, but actually, yeah, within the great grand scale. I mean, I think people say it takes a couple of years for a character to probably now, especially with so many channels, for characters to actually embed. You know, oh yeah, because yeah, people yeah. really don't, you know, start recognizing a character for quite a few years now. Yeah, yeah. But you obviously took on Ashley, which was, you know, a soap legendary character then. Um, I mean, when you first joined as Ashley, was it uh, most people, again, with big characters, a lot of people have been in for a few episodes or did you have a certain time? Did you have a short contract or was it quite a long contract they signed you up for? No, no, no. It was a very short contract. I think it was at uh, something like six, seven, maybe at the very most eight episodes. And it was a it was around one story to do with the Dingles. Where, yes. Um, I've organised a Christmas carol concert concert in, uh, in uh, Hotton. Uh, or Otley, as we know oh, it yes, in real yeah, life, yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, and they join in, or they maybe they've organised. I can't remember, but they that we do this Christmas Carol concert, which is, of course I think is ra- raising money for the church, which is actually raising money for the Dingles. <laughs> <laughs> I suss this and realise that I've been scammed by them, uh, and but take pity on them because they now have, I, I take all the money. Uh, and uh, they're left with nothing for their Christmas dinner, so I take them round a turkey. Brilliant. Um, and uh, I was told at the time, it was Mervyn Watson was a producer at the time, uh, when I got that part, and he said, uh, they said they liked what I did, and they said that uh, if they needed me, you know, into hatch, match or dispatch, yes, uh, I'd be the first port of call. And l- luckily, um, I was doing lots of other things at the time, but every time Emmerdale rang up, um, I was available. Oh, right. Okay. Otherwise, so that, just that, well, yeah, because I was yeah. going to say, normally vicars are the people, it's like police who only come in at certain yeah. points, you know, for deaths, marriages. It's like, not often one's become, I think you started the legacy of that, because obviously Harriet now is in there, um, yeah. Catherine, and she's kind of become the same. She's stayed on for ages and ages as well. Well, I think at the time when when I it was under, again, I, I've been reminiscing about all the producers I've worked with, it's Kieran Roberts then. Right, uh, yeah. said, let's have him in all the time, because he's, uh, he's the... Uh, only person in any of the soaps who's playing a vicar. Yeah. Uh, you know, a, a, a resident of the village. Um, uh, and uh, so I went in then that first year. And I, I remember at the end, towards the end of that year, I thought they're not doing that much with me. And uh, and so I had a chat with Kieran. I said, look, Kieran, you know, I'm not a sinecurist. If, if, you've, if you can't think of what to do with me, maybe um, you better... Not renew my contract. Yeah. Christmas. I was calling their bluff. Quite a brave. I know I was going to say a brave thing, but that's well. I, I thought you know it, it, it's it's it, either that or uh, or, or you just all drink just... a beer, you know, a lemonade in the pub. That's the thing, isn't it? Exactly. You don't want to become that person. No, 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 no. Um, so uh, I, I remember just before Christmas, I got a phone call from Kieran, um, which was unusual in itself. Can, producer ringing an actor up and he said John you know you're absolutely right I've had a word with the writers we really can't think of a, a substantial story for so yeah we, we're going to not going to renew the oh no I went, oh right okay fine yeah well you know there's lots of other things outside and things like that put the phone down and went damn, <laughs> yeah, damn oh no damn, damn. oh no <laughs> but just before the contract ended an episode went out uh, and it was a very funny thing. It was written by Leslie Claire O'Neill. Oh, yes. Yeah, good yeah. Writers. Uh, and it was a, and it just involved a little scene between me and Sam Giles, where um, for some reason the Woolpack was probably done, uh, done one of its many burnings down and had relocated to the village hall. Which, uh, and I come in in my civvies and she's behind the bar and we start flirting. Ah, okay. Uh, and, and it's Betty 
uh, points out that she's actually flirting with the vicar and we both back off. And it was a really well-written scene. It was very funny. And I got a fantastic review um, from that. And uh, and as it came out, I said to my agent, what are we going to do with this? And he said, this will date it. He said, we'll fax it. Oh we'll my- fax it to Kieran. <laughs> wow. Um, well, I think they all got the same idea at the same time, yeah. actually. Uh, because they all suddenly thought, I think, oh, I know what we can what do, to do with do? him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have him madly in love with Bernice and this is unrequited and then eventually you know I've actually been in the edit when that's happened with I yeah. remember Lexi um Sally who played and there was one scene yeah yeah that she I think she was due to finish the week after yeah. and they went wow she's so in a different side we'd, oh my god we know, now know what mm. to do with her because that's often a thing in soap especially with that unlike dramas that so oh, there's so much work has to go in by the actor to make it sustainable that character in a way because oh, yeah. actually it's not even being Debt to enter the rise, they don't actually really know sometimes where these people are going. And it's like up to the actor to give it. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you've, I think you've got to see beyond just the script you're given. Yeah. Um, you've, you've got to use your own imagination as well in describing the character, who the person exactly is. Um, and, and once you've, you, you have to stick to your guns as well, I think, because you, obviously, if you're working with lots of different writers. They'll each have a different vision you, of what this yeah, person yeah. is. And there was one of the writers who was writing me a sort of like cliche Derek Nemo or Gas and Gators. And I thought, no, he's not that. He's no, not yeah, that. Yeah. He's not that. And I, I, and I, uh, I bucked against that. Um, uh, and, uh, yeah, and, and also, you know, finding the humour of it and not taking it too seriously. Yeah. Um, finding the man behind the collar, if you say Exactly, yeah. And I think... Um, I remember saying to Kieran when they did give me another contract, I said, uh, I think the writers will know how to write for me if they stop thinking of me as just a vicar and just think of me as, as, a, person. as a person in a funny costume. Yeah, like. totally. Yeah. That's uh, what Nina Wally said when she joined the EastEnders show. She said, just don't think of this person of any cultural heritage. Yeah. Think of her as a woman who's bossy or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then that comes secondary. Yeah. Because then it can work. Yeah. That's why it's exactly. not worked before. I think Emmerdale as well, what, what the brilliant thing about Emmerdale is obviously we've got that village and actually... A church, so a vicar. It needs to have it. You know, it's actually what set has an actual church. I mean, yeah, it's yeah, incredible yeah. the church, isn't well, it? Well, absolutely. But at the time when I first got it, we didn't have the church. We used you to were not like, the yeah, original yeah, village, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, not only that. Um, w- when I became contracted properly, we had moved to the village, which was fantastic. I remember the first time I walked down there. Thinking, oh, my incredible. goodness! Yeah. This is the best back lot I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, but it didn't have a church. Oh, right, okay. And they were going to build the church, but it, it proved too expensive. Ah. So what we did is we went out on location and used, um, uh, we'd use a church at Kirby Overblow, and then we moved a little closer. It was a church in a little village down the way that we used, which I, I loved because it was a beautiful, um, high neo-Gothic church, you know, uh, uh, very arts and craftsy and stuff. Oh, right, okay, I didn't realise uh, that. Yeah. Um, we only started using the church in the village, um, which wasn't a church, but it was... Pollard's Cafe. Oh, that well, you've answered the question because I watched some old episodes. Yeah, and I was like, "Where's I don't yeah. I didn't realize that was so." That's it where that was, was. What it was it was modelled on the church hall in the in the actual original village. Yes, yeah, uh, which had been converted into a cafe by Pollard or whatever, uh, and then we converted it back into a chapel. And actually, it was a perfect size um, because it's it's actually very small, but it looks bigger on screen. On screen, yeah, and you. If you fill it with the cast, cast it actually it looks, fills up. 
yeah. crammed. You don't need too many extras yeah, or yeah. sporty artists, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so what we do is to go through Ashley's history, a little potted history, a little quiz, uh, which uh, is more for me to get through storylines. But we'll just tell everyone. So his first appearance was on the 5th of December, ninety six. Died on screen as Ashley on the 7th of April 2017, ending, like I said, 21 years on Emmerdale. Storylines included two marriages, or more than that, to the same person, suffering a cot, a cot death, abusing his elderly father, being run over by Victoria Sugden, which resulted in epilepsy, and being diagnosed with dementia. A normal, obviously, run-of-the-mill life for a countryside <laughs> vicar, as we know so. But um, some cre- I mean, so lucky, because actually so many people who don't... The incredible storylines, actually, to, to... Like I said, I mean, oh, yeah. a lot of my big episodes actually involved you. Some brilliant stuff to get your teeth into. Oh, yeah, yeah. Years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was very lucky in that. Well, we'll two, get to the end one in a bit, but yeah. 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 In two aspects. Um, one, the stories that I was given, uh, which were incredibly satisfying to do as an actor. And two, and maybe more, more principally, the people I was working yeah, with. Yeah, uh, it, it, When you work in a soap, you tend to work in these little cells. Pockets. It's like a little families. It is like families, yeah, actually, isn't exactly. it? exactly. And I was blessed, um, to use an ecclesiastical term, with the people that I was working with. Uh, and uh, they're just great, great fun. And talking of which, actually, let me just play this before I forget, because I will forget otherwise. Um, here we go. Uh, let me play this. We've got an alarm going off in the back. Hi, John. How are you? Who's this? Do you know who it is? It's Sam. <laughs> <laughs> of course I know who it is. It's your first wife. I hope you're says. okay, and I hope you have a lovely time with Lee today. And have fun. It'll be lots of laughs. Miss you. I hope you're okay. Lots of love. Bye. <laughs> so the brilliant oh, Sam Charles, who's been... Oh, there's my message back to... Um, let's turn that off. Sorry. Hold on. Ah! I'll just come off of that. The brilliant Sam Charles there, who obviously played Bernice, your first wife. I mean, it, yeah. it may, I've actually got to know so much more since we've left Emmerdale. But uh, like you said... An amazing first partnership to have because she's a brilliant comedy actor. She's a, I mean, a brilliant character, Bernice. I love Bernice. One yes. of my favourite yeah, characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, a, it was a stroke of genius bringing in a character like that, and also an incredibly beautiful woman. It has to be said. Yes, yeah. Um, so you I know, said, you realise she went up for that audition with. She actually went for um, uh, Trisha at first. So she was in the same audition with uh, Cherie. Cherie, I think I knew that. And then actually, they wrote yeah. Bernice for her. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah which yeah. again is that incredible thing that that's what can happen. Um, but okay, so the first, well, that was our first relationship for Ashley. Uh, I didn't know this one, actually. Who did Ashley have a relationship with until they had a car accident? Oh, that was, um, it, yes, um, Australian. Yes, Emily Simons. <laughs> Emily Simons. Who played Louise. Yeah, I didn't yeah. realise that Ashley got it on with Emily Simons' is Louise. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And That's a dream. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. It was incredibly flattering, actually. The, the women that they put me with are all incredibly good Beautiful. looking. Beautiful. You deserve yeah. But, I mean, Emily, I mean, God, was Marilyn home away. It's brilliant, isn't it? But that, that uh, yeah, I couldn't see Ashley with Louise, but that was, it was short-lived, wasn't it? It was, yes. But, I mean, I think they, they, they were always intrigued by unlikely relationships yes, for Ashley. Yes, and also yeah. because they can work brilliantly. Yeah. Um, first that love happened I mean they're quite easy actually with you but uh, but started with Ashley turning her down who was that oh um, it was uh, uh, Laurel yeah Laurel yeah, Charlotte yeah, Bellamy who, yeah. which I mean you you and Charlotte for me are one of the iconic couples I mean it was just worked so brilliantly didn't well, it which is an absolute joy to work with uh, uh, and th- that's a great thing as well is that uh, you know with all the people I've worked with uh, but I think in particular Charlotte I hope the other t- two other women don't mind but no yeah it, you, we, we, have, we, we developed a sort of shorthand between us, so we, we could make scenes spark very, very quickly. And, uh, and not only that, um, 
she has a similar work ethic to me. So we'd catch one another if we wanted to run a scene yeah. and say, do you, would you mind? And then, no, not at all. Come on, let's go and do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so by the time we got on set, we knew it inside out. It's almost like a real life marriage on set though, isn't it? Really? Oh, it is. Because yeah, you yeah. get to know each other so well. You get to know each other's little faux pas and how they, kind of how they're going to deliver stuff and how you bat, bat, bat off each yeah, other, yeah, isn't yeah. it? I mean, the, 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 there's no two ways about it. I mean, the, most of the decisions you make about a scene uh, tend to happen the night before. Um, as you're rehearsing it to yourself and learning the lines. And I actually quite enjoyed learning lines because I find it part of the sort of creative process as well because you do have to become, come on set, very well prepared. Um, but it helps if you can also hear the other person's voice. But yeah, totally, totally. Uh, and, uh, and because I've worked so lot, such a lot with Charlotte, I could hear... Yeah, how, and, how she was going. But the great thing about Charlotte is occasionally... And sometimes during a take, she'd do something and it would completely surprise you. Yeah. And you just had to sort of respond. So the thing suddenly became very, very live. And I always think that the, the, okay, the disadvantage of working in the soap is that you don't have time. The advantage of working in the soap is, is because be you don't magical. have time. Yeah. It, you can, it can be incredibly spontane, uh, spontaneous. Uh, and so you suddenly get these magic moments, as you say. Yeah. Uh, and it, the same as a director, actually, because when, once you know the actors, I mean, and obviously, so as a director for people listening, you know, I would plan the scenes. You have to plan the scenes for the cameras. Not, not, it's not 100%. Obviously, we can change stuff. But what I found is once you get to know the actors and the characters, when you're planning the scenes, you're feeling it quite naturally where yeah. you think they're going to move. You know, yeah, yeah. and it's not normally an argument when I came on set because you'd felt the scene because, like you said, you kind of, you saw it. You acted it. I used to act it through with Laurel and Ashley. Do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what felt real. So. Yeah, yeah. I think that works every, every way, really, doesn't it? Well, not only that. I mean, I think it's, it's true to say as well that um, you think that you don't have time for rehearsal, but actually you can have uh, times when you'd say to the director, I'm sure I've said to you uh, and Charlotte and I both, um, look, with this scene, can we just clear the set? Yes, yeah. Um, can we just run it with you? Yeah. Uh, and just work out what we're going to do, then bring everybody back in. And also, if we're all planned, if you've learnt your lines and I've done my stage plan and my camera plans, then actually do have that time because you're not yeah. racing around kind of, you know, tripping up lines and stuff. So actually, but we obviously did, uh, which will be my career highlight, I think, the cop death episode, um, which I remember for so many great reasons because the writer, Karen Young, had written yes. it. What I'll always remember is I got told in the first meeting that she'd written it with every character's story, trying to reflect how someone at home would react yeah. So there was something relatable for anyone who had gone through this experience, mainly yeah. for mum and dads, but seeing it through the eyes maybe of Doug or of the mum or Jasmine or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it was incredible, wasn't it? Because I remember we just, that was the one that it was, mostly it was first take. So I mean, I'll always remember Charlotte running down the stairs till I die. Me too. It Me was too. Just, yeah. just the most incredible moment. It sounds yeah. weird to say incredible, but it was just heartbreaking, just so real. It was, yeah, and yeah. I think because we'd, we'd done that, we kind of, we we hadn't really rehearsed. We'd very much blocked it through, hadn't we? Because yeah, it, that's we, right. we wanted just to go for it. Everyone wanted yeah, yeah, to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it was... I don't think I've ever filmed anything like that. There was silence on set the whole day, tears on set the whole day. Yeah. Very hard scenes to do. I think I chose to do it kind of handheld in the studio, which was a bit of a first. But it was more... There was something just magical about that, that block, wasn't well, there? Well, there was. And, I, and I, my memory of it as well, I'm sure yours is too, is that we did do sort of very cold rehearsals. Yes. Where we just said the lines. Said the lines, yeah. No emotion. And so that everyone could work out, you know, technically what they were doing, where the cameras were going to move, the booms weren't going to get in the way. So that when you actually went for it, um, 
there was you didn't have to stop because it was a booming or no, or yeah. whatever or someone had made a mistake they'd rehearsed all that because it is the thing that one has to remember is that rehearsals are for everybody yeah yeah and oh, everybody's yes. part of the storytelling yeah. and everybody wants to do it as best as they can uh, so and which is wonderfully liberating when you actually do do it. For it yeah you can commit completely 100% and scenes like that I think lived for being on a soap where it was three cameras and you didn't have to go again and again actually yeah. as in if it was a real not real if it was a drama with a big budget we'd be going you know 16 times and actually I always wonder would that have yeah. come across you know like how many times could Charlotte have done that it just seemed to me that 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 scene was just so instantaneous, magical. It was yeah, yeah. probably Well, I remember been... Charlotte and I talking about it, saying the last thing we can think about is lines here. Yes. So let's get completely, completely on top of them. Because Which everyone I... do. I remember we said that between the four of you, actually. Yeah. It was Paula, wasn't it? And, and, uh, yeah. and uh, brilliant Duncan as well. And yeah. it, was, it kind of was a bit ad-libby. It was every, you know, yeah, you know yeah. knew what everyone needed to say or yeah, do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then it was just go for it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, don't wait for that line. You know, go yeah. and phone Paula whenever you want to, you know, just yeah. let's make it great because that's how it would be. Yeah, exactly. And then interact, intercut with those very still moments, which I think we got. I'd always remember the final scene when you're in the hospital room and we kind of came back off the bed. The empty, oh, it was it just, it was amazing. It yeah. was maybe well, that. if I can throw a compliment to you as well, I mean, the, the most important thing one can remember about making television, let alone making soaps, is that uh, is not to think too much about the script but to think about the pictures you're making. Yes, yeah. yeah. And you made some mon- wonderful pictures. Uh, yeah, and I always think the things that are most arresting in a drama, and particularly in a soap, because they're so dialogue-heavy, are silences. Yes, the things you don't see sometimes. Yeah. Or yeah, you, yeah. You're just a, yeah. yeah. And I just remember Barbie was a guest. Well, anyway, it was, it was an amazing moment. I remember we did obviously go to the soap awards. It was that awful moment when we won, and I remember it was Daniel's death one, and I screamed out of joy, which sounded awful. But uh, <laughs> it was a, that was a great moment, because Emmerdale was still, we have to remember, Emmerdale back then was still very much the underdog. Oh, so yeah, we, we yeah. used to go to the soap awards and never win. Yeah. I, and I'll always remember that night, everyone from every soap was saying that you and Charlotte should have won the actor and actress, which was also lovely to have fellow people of the industry basically saying, I think everyone said in their speeches, best actor and best actress, they both mentioned this should have gone to John and this should have gone to Charlotte, which I'll always remember as being lovely as well. Yes, I mean, it was amazingly generous, that, that apart from anything else. Um, but yes, that award for best episode was significant, very significant for us, because we just weren't winning anything. No. And it vindicated what I've been thinking. A lot of people have been thinking for a time, saying this is, just isn't fair because we're being underestimated by the industry. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we've got some terrific writers. And Karen, Karen Young, who Brilliant. wrote that episode, yeah. uh, I remember thinking at the time was my favourite writer. Uh, and uh, she, she, I remember when I picked up that script, because um, it was an hour long, uh, and saying to Charlotte, you know, I hope I can do this justice because this... I've read a lot of television scripts, and this is the best one I've yeah. ever read. I was on the train, I remember reading it, and I was just yeah. in floods of tears. Yeah. I couldn't actually believe it as I was reading it, which I, had never happened before with an Emmerdale. Even though I'd done some good it was just it would just got you. It was like reading a brilliant book. You yeah, know? It just yeah, got you. Absolutely. And, I, and I'm, I'm filling up slightly now when I'm thinking about certain moments in it. It was one. I, I mean, I made the decision that Ashley would almost appear cold all the way through because it's one of those things where you've got a lot to do, you just think about what you're doing. Yeah. And trying to revive the baby and da 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 and, t- and then getting to the hospital and this is what we're going to do and this is what we're going to do. And and I said, and I remember saying to the props people, don't give me the, the jelly baby. baby. Yeah, because it was a really, it yeah. was an expensive jelly baby for anyone listening and basically it did literally fill 
like a dead weight. Yeah, I it mean, did. Yeah. It, yeah. I said, don't give me the baby till we do that scene and just give me the baby. Charlotte's had the baby and she hands it. She said, don't give it me until we actually do the take. And when we did the take, and I am feeling Yeah, I know, it does, it makes um, us, yeah. She gave this dead weight into my arms and I just howled. Yeah, it was. I mean, Charlotte, I remember running down the stairs had done exactly the same thing. I remember, it always stick with me, the scene in a hospital room, actually, with Barbie playing the doctor when Charlotte was saying, was it my fault? I've been working really hard. And there was that scene between you both that I was like, again, it makes me feel like, it was just a... Just incredible. It was incredible. It's incredible to be involved in that. And I'll always remember a letter. I don't know who got the letter, but from a woman. I've said this a million times, actually, but who uh, had made her husband watch it and they'd suffered it. And I don't think they'd talked for about six months about it. I remember that. I remember it was an email that we got. We got several on that, but that was one in particular. And I think Charlotte and I ra- uh, read that on the way back on the train. We'd been down to publicise the episode and we read it on the train. And... It was incredibly moving. We had to stop ourselves crying on the ground. Yeah, yeah. Um, because she said it was the first time her husband had been able to talk about it. Yeah. Um, and uh, and just, uh, you know, uh, thanking us so much for doing... I think it's the first time I actually thought, God, we do do a good job, actually. <laughs> you know what I mean? Actually, yeah, TV, yeah. and it really did make me realise that yeah. that is the importance of soap. Unlike dramas and films that are there for two hours of your life, a drama's there every day. Uh, the soap's there every day. So people really do love and believe these characters. So if oh, something happens to them yeah, yeah. and it's relatable to you, it really does mean something to people out there, which made me totally believe that for the first time, I think, that doing that episode. Well, absolutely. I mean, the, the, that's true of that story and of the, you know, the story that took me out, is that normally when you tell a story in, say, a film, you have to spend the first part of the film letting the audience get to know the people. You, yeah. Uh, so that you then understand the 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 consequences of the drama that unfolds yes. to them personally whereas with a soap that's been done if you've been watching it for a while that's been done you know these people inside out so watching them go through this experience um feels like you're watching real people go yeah through it experience. does it does it's yeah. mad so um moving on obviously then well then part of that story i mean beforehand ashley's dad came in played of course by the late and great freddie jones and you said surrounding yourself, Duncan Preston as well joined the show. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, what? A, what a family. I mean, <laughs> Freddie was just... I mean, I've never worked with anyone like him. I've never worked with anyone of that stature, I don't think. No. You know, when, and I tried not to kind of make myself read about what he'd done too much because otherwise I would have been a nervous wreck. But yeah, uh, it was... A, it, 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 he almost had a totally different way of acting in my head. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, oh, yeah. You yeah, never yeah. knew what was coming. No, no, you didn't. But uh, it, was, it, was, uh, it was often golden. Oh yeah, uh, uh, um, I mean, I'll tell you a story about that. Is and uh, that um, one of the reasons I became an actor in the first place was seeing Freddie on stage oh, wow. at the University Theatre in Newcastle. We'd moved to Newcastle uh, when I was thirteen, and uh, my dad realised that I was getting interested in drama and, and I joined a youth theatre, but wasn't absolutely sure whether I'd take it up as a profession. And actually, a lot of people, my dad, my mum, uh, included, were saying. Were discouraging me because I knew yeah, how as every it does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I saw Freddie on stage in a play called Play Strindberg at the University Theatre in Newcastle, and I was watching him and thinking, "That's what I want to do. Yeah, I want to do that job. I won't be as good as him, but I want to do when that I do job." That. Uh, and uh, and so when I was told that Freddie was, and then I followed him, you know, for his career, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. films he did, and goodness knows what. Um, um, but when I was told by, uh, I think it was Steve Frost, or as he was at the time, Steve November, November as he is yeah. now, um, he told me, he called me upstairs and said, we've, we've, we've cast someone to play your dad. I went, oh, great, that'll be really good. Who is it? And he said, Freddie Jones. <laughs> I went, 
the Freddie Jones? And you went, yeah, Freddie Jones. Incredible. I went, my God. And, uh, Nerve-wracking, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was really, really nervous when I first met him. Starstruck, totally. And I sort of expected him to be sort of old school, maybe a little arrogant and all the rest of it. Certainly very old school. But he couldn't be less arrogant. No, I, not I, at you know, all. No. He was the most generous, lovely man. Uh, he couldn't actually have been less arrogant. I mean, I, I'm just thinking of some of the soap icons who, are, and I'm not saying they're difficult, but people like um, uh, Rita in Corrie Barbara Knox, who is, is, who is lovely, but is yeah. a force to be reckoned with. You oh, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Freddie had none of that even. No, you no, know? no. It, like, literally, it was kind of like uh, my granddad reviving on set. Yeah, yeah, Do you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? It was yeah, kind yeah. of, you, you wouldn't have even, if you didn't know Freddie Jones, you wouldn't have known that he was a huge actor. No, you no, know, no. Because he was just a brilliant actor, but you wouldn't have known that what he, the note, the, you know, the note rising, it brought with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah incredible. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Duncan Preston as well, just incredible, incredible to work with him as well. And Oh, well, yeah, I remember. But it was at a, uh, Susan Penhaligan was in. Yes, yeah, uh, she was a, in it. For, well. She was and there. Then, so and, uh, and Duncan and Susan were together at the time. And I remember at one Soap Awards do, Duncan coming across and saying to me, he said something very nice, very complimentary. I think it must have been after the soap, uh, the Cot Death episode and things like that. And I thought, you know, how uh, uh, much he was enjoying it. He said, uh, and uh, he said, you know, I'd love to be in your show. I said, would you? And he said, yes. I think it was Steve was a producer at the time. And I went running across quick, this room. Quick. And he said, Steve, Steve, speak to speak to Duncan. He wants to be in it. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Yeah. I had the same, not in stature-wise, but I grew up loving Glynis Barber. So I remember my best friend phoning me saying, you'll never guess who's joining Emmerdale as I joined. And I went, not Glynis Barber. And Glynis, I was like, oh my God, we're now best friends. It's amazing when you get to work with people that have, and they turn out to be lovely and brilliant, whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, so moving up, who saves the church and saves Ashley from moving out of the village? Oh, now you'll have to remind me. That. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, you're, I'm surprised you've done so well, actually. That was actually Natasha and Mark Wilde. I didn't, I forgot that story, actually. I'd forgotten um, that story. And yeah. we kind of said this before, but actually, Amanda, it was quite surprising. And actually, the attitude as well. I'll always remember the attitude of certain people on Emmerdale when Amanda joined, because she, I think she'd asked for lunch in a trailer, in a, you know, yeah. trailer, and then they got back to the office. And I was going, well, she, she then it queued up, you know, every day. But I said, well, of course she's going to, you know, because you wouldn't yeah, come yeah. on and actually there's no, I love Demidel because there is no hierarchy whatsoever. Right. And I think that's led from the top of people like Chris Chattel and stuff who don't yeah. ever allow that to be there, yeah, the longest true. serving members of cast. But yeah. um, I think I'll always remember Amanda being totally shocked. It was kind of quite nice to see a Hollywood star being totally shocked and in awe of these people in soap, actually, because... Yeah, yeah. I interviewed Alan Cumming recently, and he, he was in River City, I think, and he said he, he'd never, ever slag off soap, because once you could do soap, you can do anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. what you have to get your head around. Um, so, um, what was I going to say here? Then, a, oh, a cricket, this is another one I forgot about, and then it came back with brilliant, funny memories. A cricket match against rival Reverend Vincent Spode led to, led to which storyline? Oh, the, the, the mad Sally Mad Spode. Sally! <laughs> with Sean, who was brilliant. And again, that, I did a big episode of that because I remember we did the fire at the church and Charlotte was about to drop. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Pregnant wise, yes. she yeah, was yeah. involved in a huge stunt. I, I, know. Was, I remember watching going, Charlotte, I can't believe you were, oh, you're crawling across the floor in fire. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but that was kind of a fun, serious but fun story, wasn't it, with Mad Sally? Oh, it was great. It was great. It was full on. Um, it was, for, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but she was superb in it. She well. was superb. She yeah. was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Um, then we've got the story, the getting serious for the last really two storylines. We obviously had the abuse, abuse of dad. Uh, playing with Freddie Jones, which kind of did that come to us sh- as a shock? 
When yes, I- it did. I mean, I didn't, I'll be honest, I didn't like that story at all. Um, I thought it was way out of character. I mean, in many ways, one of the worst things you can do as an actor in the soap is say, well, my character wouldn't do that. Because uh, what you should do is say, 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 well, let's explore why, why, yeah, why he's doing that. Um, and then I went, I went along with it. I didn't like the story. Um, I thought it was um, unlikely, uh, but I thought, well, you know, uh, as you often do in a soap, sometimes you kind of like the story. To, yeah, you've got, you've got to, to do, do it. it. And, and, I, and I remember again saying to Charlotte, "Well, basically, we're taxi drivers." We may yes, not like where, where yeah. we're going, but we'll bloody well get you there. Yeah. Uh, so when we went into it. Funnily enough, though, that prefigured the dementia story. Yes. Yeah. And one of the first symptoms of dementia, although we didn't know it's what we were going to do. It's being totally out of character. It's being out of character. Yeah. Uh, and I wonder if they knew then. I don't think they, they did. did no. I don't think they did. It's just that it was just happenstance. As you looked back, you thought, I always wondered whether they that... did it as a kind of vehicle for Freddie in a way, because I, I don't know what I think it was always quite hard for soaps to find stories bizarrely for the really older members of cast and I didn't know whether maybe that was because I found I remember finding that quite shocking it was a bit like that it was good it worked out but you know it was greatly told by all of you yeah um but it was one of those and again I suppose the involvement of Charlotte within you know Laurel within that but it was uh it's one of those things I think in the end is one of those stories you dread because it's quite hard to come back from there's certain things it's quite hard to come back from as a character yeah isn't yeah, it yeah, yeah yeah with something like that it yeah. kind of did like you said I suppose that leads us to the big storyline I'd left by then well we, we no actually well I think I kind of started the role of it because you got hit by Victoria yeah. which I did and I always remember we did that scene of you outside the pub and I did the circular track which now seems yes, mad I do remember that yes, uh, yes when yes. he was starting to kind of go at the time I don't think still we knew I don't think you no, knew at I know, the time I, but I, it was I, that's I think what clicked and made them go yeah uh, the, I think that the idea from the, for, for the story came from the writer who wrote most for it which is Maxine Alderton who was an incredibly talented writer uh, and uh Kate Oates was the producer at the yeah, time. Yeah, brilliant producer. Uh, and I remember Kate pitched me the story uh, one afternoon. And she said, look, you don't have to do this um, because it will involve you leaving in maybe two years' time. Um, so you probably want to go away and think about it. And there and then in the office, I said, no, I don't have to think about this at all, Kate. This is the best story anyone's ever pitched to me. Of course I want to do it. Yes, I'll do it. And also, I was thinking, well, I've been in the soap for so long and I can't stay here forever and what you hope for is when you do leave is you leave with a great story and not just a taxi going off down Main Street you know totally bye (laughs) so yeah I mean I think that's the first time I've ever heard of that where you're kind of given a two-year story but you you know you know you're going to leave at the end it's almost like you know what's coming up it's almost like you get time to really to prepare, not just for the story, but for leaving the show. For leaving as well. the show, yeah. Well, the funny, yeah. I mean, she, Kate said to me at the time when I said, uh, um, she said, if you if you decide to do, it, I'll give you a two year contract here and now, which, which is, is great as well. Yeah, yeah. It is, yeah. Um, so, which is a bankable thing, then you know. Yeah, uh, but uh, and it does give you time to prepare to leave the, the show. But after twenty one years in it. There's nothing you can do really to prepare you for leaving. No. It's a shock. Especially with, a, yeah. like you said, because it involved the whole family as well. It was a, yeah. a nice but, you know, horrible, well, a powerful way to go. So when you got that story, I mean, it's a thing that affects so many people. And so I think as an actor, you must feel such immense pressure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, we, we had to do our research because um, I, I remember 
having subsequent meetings. We had lots of meetings about it, actually, with writers and uh, producers and, uh, and everybody. Um, and saying at one of them, we've got to be absolutely specific about the sort of dementia, and let's do the research, yeah. let's reach out to the you know, Alzheimer's Society and various other people. And we were diligent in, in doing that, because I knew next to nothing about dementia. I thought, yeah, it's something to do with memory loss. And it's so much more than more that. More than that, It's yeah. so much more than that. Uh, and, and how brilliant, sorry, quickly, as an actor, that actually that's the, the, what a brilliant job in that way, because you learn so much about so many different things, don't you? You do, you do. And, but the more I learned, the more I realised the responsibility of the tasks that we'd taken on. Yeah. I mean, uh, I was about to say, at the moment, 850,000 people in this country are at the moment diagnosed with dementia, wow. maybe more. Now, uh, that is a huge number, but when you can expand it out, think of 850,000 pebbles being thrown into a pond and the ripples going out from those ponds because it then affects the family, yeah. it affects the friends, it affects the relations and everybody around them and things like that. And it's as we started telling the story, I can't tell you the number of times that people would come up to me in the street, literally, and say, thank you very much for telling that story. And then, in very, often in very moving detail, they'll tell me their story. Story, yeah. Because yeah. it happens to so many people. Yeah. Uh, and there's virtually no one in the country will not know someone who has had a form of dementia. And I think that's, I mean, they did it with, uh, Coronation Street did it with Aiden's, uh, Aiden's uh, male suicide as well, which is a huge thing. And he, yeah, yeah. Shane always says the amount of people, you know, burly men, you will just give them a thumbs up in the supermarket and stuff, and they'll know exactly what they mean. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah, again, yeah. it's amazing, isn't it, what we can what we can do to help those people it's it doesn't seem much help but it is actually because of soap again you get to explore every angle of it as well that's it's probably a bit different than real life because you get to do all the kind of almost all the big things that happen in someone's real life you know with lots of different people but into one story well we could we could also give it time yes we could give it time um so we could tell as you say every aspect of the story because we had the time to do it and one of the aspects we were very keen on is is telling the story that of living well with dementia yeah and you can yes yeah Uh, Yeah. and uh and so there were various aspects of that which were in their ways amusing very funny uh and uh, others which were lovely and and the way in which it brought ashley and laurel together yes and the solidarity of those two um uh, and but basically, what we were doing, because if you remember, uh, Ashley and Laura got back together, and, and, uh, to begin with, very hesitantly from Ashley because he knew his diagnosis and he knew what Laurel would have to go through if they yeah. did get back together. They did because he thought, well, I can't do this on my own, and who better to do it with? Um, so eventually, eventually, what we were doing was telling a very tragic love story. Yes, yeah, uh, yeah. And that has its own structure in itself in terms of storytelling um, and was very beautifully written. It was a joy to play. It really was. Yeah, I remember it's, it, it was around the time that so many big stories was actually started to happen. The Cot Death obviously did. It was almost very different than the Cot Death because in a way, the Cot Death was amazingly done, but kind of slightly unrealistic with the swapping of the, you know, the fact it wasn't the baby, which was almost like, oh, why have we done that, really? And the family happened to move in just for the time that it happened. And I remember then we got, I actually was part of the EastEnders one. I actually did refuse to do a block because they did a, a, a baby swap. But it was like, you know, Cat Slater's baby being swapped by the, the neighbour who ran into... And I was just like, this is just silly. You know, it's, yeah. the, 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 the dementia especially wasn't there to grab... I don't think the cot death was there to grab headlines. I think almost it was 
so before the dementia storyline, so hadn't worked out at that point still quite how to tell those stories really well. No, no, no. Yeah, and they were uh, slightly mixing it with the you yeah, know the, the yeah. bombshellness. Well, exactly. I mean, the bombshell is a good word uh, because I mean most stories, the big dramatic stories that happen in soaps, happen like a clap of thunder. Yes, something suddenly happens: a car crash, a train crash, a, a bus crash, or whatever, a pub fire. Or yeah. there are many. But yes. this this one, uh, to borrow that analogy. Is, is a, was a slow burn. Slow burner, yeah. Uh, and realistic in terms of that it can, does, you know, take over people's lives for that long. Yeah. I mean, do you remember, obviously, the last day? I mean, because in the story, obviously, they moved you into a home, which I found really powerful because then Ashley kind of fell in love with yeah. someone else who had dementia. And obviously, yeah, yeah. Laurel seeing that, how destroying, which obviously must happen as well. It does, but, yeah. But then you got Ashley got brought home by Laurel, and that must have been so sad to film because it was obviously like saying goodbye to your actual, you know, another family of yours. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, I mean, that last, it wasn't the last day on set, actually, but that, uh, that, that, that those scenes that we were filming around Ashley's death, you could have heard a pin drop on the yeah, set. Yeah, I'm sure the set, yeah. And uh, people were in tears. They were. Uh, and uh, me and Charlotte being two of, two of the main ones, of yeah. course. Um, and it was incredibly moving. And it was one of those occasions where I felt such gratitude to everyone else on the set because uh, it, it, it really brings it home to you that um, everyone involved in it is a storyteller, not just the actors yes. and writers and, uh, and director, you know, uh, what would normally be regarded as the, the talent side of things. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's the designers. It's the makeup artists, it's the camera operators, it's the lighting, it's the it's the boom swingers, and everyone everyone is trying to tell that story as sensitive in the as best in the best can. way they can. I think when yeah. when episodes like that happen, especially everyone does just up their game because obviously everyone's there every day, so everyone feels the importance as well. Well, well, well it, people it, are excited to work on that. Yeah, I mean the, the the episode I was proudest of was the one which won all the awards, which was again uh, uh, written by Maxine Maxine Alderton. Uh, directed by Peter Rose. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, I've said that. Where we looked through your eyes. From, for our eyes. Yeah. Now, everyone picked up the ball and ran with that. Uh, uh, and particularly, I might mention the design, uh, because the the subtle way in which they altered Ashley's set. So this this circular design on this wallpaper became these eyes. Oh, brilliant. Okay, and yeah. the patterns in the back of the chairs became almost like Roy Sarch, um blotting paper things. Uh, so they, they looked like forbidding animals with fangs. Uh, and everything was slightly odd and distorted, uh, and you'd you'd not, you'd maybe not notice it. It would pass you in the flash as you're watching it, but nevertheless, as an audience, it gives you this unsettling feeling. Yes, and you can't quite identify it, and so it brings you into Ashley's world, which had never been done before. No. No, Amazing. No, no. And I love that Emmerdale, because I remember for years we were pushing, and especially when I was there, they hadn't quite taken that leap of doing things differently. Yeah. And I think that's one of the first times... They did again well, doing that. Yes, I mean, uh, that, I thought that was um, very brave of Ian McLeod, who was the uh, producer, producer at the time. At the time. Yeah. Yeah. You really have, well, you really did go through lots of producers. <laughs> yeah, <I> did, yes. <laughs> I've got a little list of them here. Yeah. Actually, just to remind me a bit there, Ian, uh, he, he, he knew he was going out on a limb with that. Um, uh, not for the first time, actually. I mean, it's various things he did, which were sort of uh, extraordinary for a soap to do, but particularly that episode, because. The way in which it was structured is that um, the audience, to begin with, just wouldn't didn't have known what was, happening, what was happening, which was the whole point as well. Though, yeah, yeah, to, yeah. to suddenly put them in that world, which yeah, is yeah. really, really brilliant. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. obviously, that you work closely with the charity, and since I know you've done 
uh, you've done lots of events for the charity still. Yes. It obviously got you close to, to yeah, yeah. That, that kind of people who suffer from yeah, this. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I've done a lot of work for the uh, Alzheimer's Society, and gladly, um, um, because it's one of those things that, that once you walk into that story, you can't walk you away can't from leave. it. You can't leave, no, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, Dementia Forward, with which I'm a patron uh, in, the, in, the, uh, in the Yorkshire area. Um, Endite Community Care in Hull. I'm a sponsor there. Oh, as well. brilliant! Um, uh, the Pathways Breaks Group. I've had uh, in Bradford. I've had a lot of contact with them. They were incredibly helpful. Um, I remember there was one day uh, I'd been across to see them in, uh, in Bradford. I think it was just before one Christmas, and I'd met them in a pub. And what it is 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 a lot of people who a lot of whom have, have uh, early onset dementia, and their partners get together. And go on these breaks. Oh, brilliant! Because it one of the the, the, the things you you have to get over when you you know when you with someone with dementia. Occasionally, they do things which seem wildly inappropriate and could be embarrassing. Yeah. But if you're in a group, that is a comfort um, blanket. Embarrassment is assuaged. Yeah. And so they go on these breaks together. They go out to pubs together, and occasionally they'll lose one another or go into the wrong toilet, and goodness knows what. It doesn't matter. They're together. And I found them incredibly you know, useful uh, in terms of just, I don't know, it sounds awfully to say useful, but they were in terms of developing how I would be and how the story would be. And so I, I remember again saying to, uh, uh, I think it was Kate, uh, it was uh, Kate Oates, who was a producer still at the time, saying, we've got to get them in. We've got to get them in. So we did. We got. We, it was very difficult to to work uh, to organise because some of them still work, not the people with dementia, but their partners and things like that. So it was a little bit like trying to arrange a conjunction of the planets. But eventually, we did get them in. We gave them a tour of the studio, and then we sat down in a room with a huge plate of sandwiches and crisps and drinks and goodness knows what tea and coffee, <laughs> and and four of the writers. Um, producer, assistant producer, uh, and me and Charlotte, and we and we did what we were not used to doing, which was we shut up and we sat and listened. Oh, brilliant! That's and lovely. With the, with the, and virtually every one of the stories they told us went into our story. Brilliant! And See what brilliant way of doing. That's what. Yeah, well, I, I, and I was saying that as we do the research, I think the stories we're going to tell will become evident from the research. And not the other way around. Not someone saying, oh, wouldn't it be good if? Yes. And yeah, then you yeah, do yeah. the research and see yeah. if, if would happen. Yeah. Do it the other way around because the stories will reveal themselves. And exactly, that's exactly what happened. When What's what made the story so great? It was based on truth. Real life. Yeah, that's, that's the thing truth. where time needs to be taken, isn't it? Yeah, it yeah. really is important. I think that the, the soaps have changed like that. I think they play them really well now. I mean, we always work with charities, but like we said, I think that... As I was saying off mic, I think, uh, and I think I said this the other day with Michelle Collins, just the super soap weeks now for me should go back to being, lots of people have said this to everyone, you know, soap originally was kitchen sink drama. Yeah. And I miss the days of just scenes of nothingness that are just really well written. They're character driven because I think soap's about character, not about story, actually. Yes, I think you're absolutely right. You know, it's bizarre. Me presenting radio now, speaking to youngsters, no one even knows what soap. No, no one, at any age of kind of below sixteen, has actually heard of Emmerdale and stuff, which I find quite shocking. Yeah. But and I think, God, we really risk losing our soaps if we don't tap into the, what made them really good in the first place, exactly. rather than the stunts, because they're not very good. Because they're as good as they can be, but they're never going to match what we're used to watching. No, now. no, no. And, and you have to be very, very careful because this is the thing, the big mistake that uh, Brookside went down. Uh, they try, yes. They, they went after stunt after stunt after stunt, and eventually your audience is tuning in to watch a stunt. 
and then that's it. And then, and then they go away. Yes. You're actually, you're aiming for a young but very fickle audience. You know, you've done your stunt, then they'll go off and watch something yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you need is a loyalty to the characters. Yeah. Because that's what brings you in. And actually, that's what develops your understanding of drama. And also, that's what makes about. the actors stay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because they get the stories. Yes. So exactly. you don't want to kind of. But, um, well, it's been amazing to have you on, John, and talk all things the back. It's, it's lovely fun. to reminisce because actually, like I said, you're probably, you and Charlotte are probably the actors in Emmerdale that I did the most with, actually. I think that's The true, biggest yeah. storyline. So yeah. I was so honoured to be part of that. And I think. Uh, I mean, we spoke to Charlotte last series. I think she'll always miss you being there. Do you know the story? She revealed it on the podcast. I'm not sure you know, which is brilliant to end on. That in the auditions, she actually said, oh, oh God. And I think she thought that, that you weren't right for Lauren. She said anyone apart from number six. And then apparently when you walked in on the first day, she's like, oh, it's number six. <laughs> so she said it was so funny then building up this. Oh, my God. Imagine if they'd, they'd listen to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, yeah, yeah, yeah isn't yeah. it funny? I mean, yeah. I've done auditions like that as well, where, like you say in Soap as well, it's the oddest pairings. And Ashley and Laurel were the oddest pairing in a way, but the best pairing yeah. they've had. And I don't think Charlotte's ever recovered. Isn't it funny? Some characters never recover from someone leaving, which I don't think uh, Charlotte and Laurel ever have, really, <laughs> for you going. They should write her out and we'll, we'll do something else. Yeah, together. we should do a spin-off, like in the old days, shouldn't we? Actually, <laughs> well, how would you? Although Ashley could come back, I suppose. Um, and what's next? I mean, you've been doing theatre. Let's because you've been doing theatre. You've yeah. been in Doctors as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, is it? Would you love to go back to TV? I mean, would you would you go into another continued drama, or is it kind of stage work that you love? Um, well, the funny thing is, is that um, when I did the big tour with ATG, I mean, that was uh, that was being really thrown into the deep end because uh, it was the first time I'd been on stage for years and years and years. Is that that was the one man one you did? No, no, that was, was uh, the, the, the strangers on the strangers train. On a train, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but we're playing to big theatres, you know, 3,000 seats. And again, being in Emmerdale for 21 years, yeah. you haven't done that. No. So it's like almost no. we're being really yeah. young again and going on stage yeah. like a... Uh, and uh, my first night nerves were um, <laughs> cataclysmic. <laughs> oh, sure. Uh, but uh, it's one of those things where you think you've forgotten, but actually the old muscles are still there. And uh, Like driving a car. Exactly. Once you start. And recently, as we came out of lockdown... Uh, I did a play, a one-man play, for Hull Truck Theatre Company, uh, which was frankly terrifying before I went I'm on. sure. But again, it's one of those things where it's you think, no, this is what I trained for. Yeah. This is what I trained for. So it must be a very different way of acting, actually, in a way of that you've got no one to bounce off. No, exactly. And you, you, you're you in that room, you've got to fill that room. Yes. You've got to fill yeah. that room. Uh, you've got to bring everybody it's in. And you're on your hard. own I doing I wish I'd that. seen you in that. Um, and I should say, <laughs> why not? I got some that, no, I got the best reviews I've ever had. Amazing. Well, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. You are a brilliant actor. And to do one man, to do one woman, I saw, um, oh, no, what's her name? Um, from Ozark. Have you watched Ozark? Uh, oh, the American actress. My God, what an awful thing that I can't remember. Anyway, Ozark. Oh, right. Yeah, Ozark, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know the main, oh, Laura yes, Linney. Laura Linney, yeah. And I saw her one woman play in London. Yes. Oh, I mean, just incredible. I mean, you literally, I mean, I, when you said earlier about seeing Freddie, it was Maggie Smith in theatre that made me decide this is kind of what I want to get into because I yeah, was, yes. just remember being blown away by this woman yeah. who could move you and make you laugh in the same sentence. Well, it's the, uh, incredible. The, the play that I did at Hull Truck, I mean, it was the last of a trilogy of plays that were not done together uh, on the same night, they, they, but they were done consecutively over right. several weeks as, they, as the theatre opened up. And the first one was Julie Hasmontalge's play. Oh, wow. Written by her husband, Dean Kershaw. Oh, brilliant. And that was just lovely, just sitting there. Really, it's, it's, it was, she's telling a story is what it was. Uh, and it was totally, totally engaging. 
And I remember thinking, oh, right, okay, I've got to up my game here then because I'm the, the last in the in yes. this trilogy of plays. Did you have Julie in the audience as well, I'm sure? Uh, no, because she, she was taking that on tour. Uh, we live-streamed it. That was nerve-wracking as well. Oh, so right, she might yes. have watched that. Yeah. Um, it, oh, I will watch that. Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I think the link still works. I'm not sure. It might not work yet uh, anymore. But, uh, uh, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, it was, it's one of those things I thought, well, I better watch the other two just to see, to get myself attuned to what's necessary yeah, 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 to yeah. doing it on your own in this space. But to hold an audience as one person, I think, is incredible. I mean, and so many people were brave enough to do that, I don't think. As I've said, Gene Brown doing the one-hander EastEnders that one of after. Yeah. Why did not, why did I want to see Soap do more of that? You know, because Soap is full of these amazing, talented, ta- brilliant actors. Yeah, yeah. Um, who can do much more than I think a lot of them are doing at the moment, you know. So yeah. it's go back to those days where yeah. the writers, I think, would love that as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's how I think something needs to go. Because I do say always the patriarchs and matriarchs are actually dying out. You know, I always laugh at Nicola Wheeler, one of my friends in Emmerdale, that she's now one of the the oldies. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> it's like they've become like, the, you know, because there's no Bettys, there's no, uh, you know, Megs anymore. Yeah. Uh, Pearl, it's a, a shame. But anyway, well, it's been amazing to have you on. Real, real pleasure to have you on. Oh, it's been and great uh, fun. let's hope we work together again at yes, some point. It'll be lovely. Thanks, John. Not at all. The amazing John Middleton there, who I absolutely adore, celebrating 50 years of Emmerdale. I remember the 40th when the live episode happened. I remember all of the cast, all of the crew met afterwards. There was such a buzz, the feeling of doing that episode live, because obviously Emmerdale is set. You've got the village location, which is about 45 minutes from the studio location. So different cast were in different parts filming the live episode as if we're all in one place. It was absolutely incredible. But happy anniversary to Emmerdale. So many happy memories of my time there. I've got some very special Emmerdale people coming up in the next few days for you. So watch this space. Follow us at Soap from the Box, at New Soap from the Box, on Instagram and Facebook. And remember, there are over 50 episodes to download already. Stars from Neighbours, Home and Away, EastEnders, Coronation Street, Hollyoaks, and of course, Emmerdale. Series 3 has started. I have stars from all of those shows, including some very special interviews with the Neighbours stars. So keep listening. I hope you will join me again soon. Enjoy the other 50 episodes and see you soon.